Hey, what? How are you? I'm alright. How you doing? Cool. How do you do? Chill. Are you good? I think so. Hey, is it true? I think so. Back to you. Hey, how are you? I'm cool. We're so technologically chaffed. I know. I'm just preparing myself for the future as an old person. I have a hot wife who will do it for me. Anyway. I mean, I will. Objectively, you are currently the oldest that you've ever been before. This is true. And the youngest that you'll ever be Again. from this point onward. Probably just feeling my, my... me. I'm in my angel era. And by that, I mean... Nothing Present? I do is bad. Um, I in- I wish that you could just imagine a twinkle in my eye when I say that, so that it's like bling. I encourage the em- the energy in you specifically because I know you, and in this case, I think having that energy would help you ultimately, not forever, but maybe I a little like bit of that works energy for the living in the you are the oldest you have ever been, and simultaneously the youngest you have ever been, like in every waking moment. And somehow the words that you just said just, like, reorganized my brain slightly. So that's fine. Oh. Yeah. yeah weird. Perfect. Anyway, let's go. Are we ready? Are we ready to swerve? I love doing actual philosophy. I know. Are we ready? Yeah. Are we ready to do this? Yes. Woo! Why do I... Why does it feel like the <laughs> the SpongeBob intro? <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Who I'm just saying. In a pineapple under the sea. SpongeBob. Square pants. Is for friends. Who do stuff together? You, you is for you and me. That's it. That's all I got. And it's for you. And it's for you. When you put <laughs> That's only going to be picked up on my mic. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. <laughs> okay, bud. <laughs> our singing was a good kind of like tonal description of our uh, our dynamic. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was nice. I think it was nice. <sighs> Hi, friends, and welcome to Brain Swerve. I'm Leona. I'm Marley. And I'm Emma. Today, we have our first guest star, Emma, Woo! wife of Marley, Thanks. and this is episode three. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So my wife is here. She's sitting next to me and we are currently sharing a mic because we were trying to figure it out and then we were like, you know what? Fuck it. We're recording a podcast, which is exactly what we've been doing. So, enjoying each other's company. Anyway, this is my wife, Emma. Hi, I, I'm Emma. I'm, I am the wife, yes. Ooh. It's so nice to have my wife here, I'm not going to lie. I'm very happy to be here. Very happy to hang out. Here in the pod lab? Yeah. Okay, but you guys set up a really nice space. It's. I know it's not perfect, but it's like, it's good. Well, the people, I'm happy to be here. the people on Twitter have already seen this setup. 
Did you, did you upload a picture? I just posted a picture of Kitty because he was in the chair. He was in my chair. Oh, baby, baby, He was trying baby. to cut me out as the host. So I, I mean, decided to post his ass on Twitter. I mean, I did. And what? read him to filth. I mean, I did promote him to executive producer. Oh, my God. So it's over. He may have made some. Yeah, he may have made some managerial decisions while I was away. Uh, All right, Kitty, get your ass in here. (laughs) All recordings with Kitty in the studio. No. He's a menace. (laughs) That wasn't Kitty, but it was close enough. How's your week been going? What's your week tea? No. I feel like the fact that I just like, like slugged back that the last bit of the monster energy is a good, like, teller for the energy of the week. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Indeed. It's been a busy week. It's been a busy week and also kind of just like a bleh week. Very tiring. Yeah. Not, not a fantastic one, I would say. In my opinion. Listen, have you seen John Wick? No, I haven't seen John Wick. I don't want to spoil it for you then. I won't spoil it. I All I will say is that he's simply, like, just a traumatized man. Just a traumatized, I'm not going to say autistic, but I am going to say it. Can't confirm. Because he literally, like, the obsession is... Obsession. This is not going well. The... Are we going to have to cut the... <laughs> We're not going to cut the John Wick segment. <laughs> we watched John Wick. and uh, John Wick John Wick was really good. It was. I, I enjoyed John Wick. It I think you did have a it. really horrific scene regarding an animal. It, that's rough. That's rough and I don't like... But, but I, I don't know... Just so brutal. I was like, oh. I can't, I don't even know if that's necessarily against the movie. It's more just an affront to my senses. Yeah, no, actually. But now you just tell me what it is. Though. Well, now you've heard the bad part because I feel like you need to know because it won't make, like, you'll know as soon as you, like, watch the beginning of the movie that there's going to be, like, if you look up trigger warnings of, like, what's in the movie, it will say animal violence. And it is the catalyst and that kind of kicks off the whole, like... Keanu Reeves just being like, no, no, I will kill you for that. You take my dog. Like, damn, you didn't have to make that noise. What? Oh, I just, that oh, was, that that was, was the, him dealing with people. Oh. That was him dealing with Okay, people. with the people, not with the dog. It's John Wick. So the, like, to, to John share with the, the audience at home, the was not a dog's oh neck God. it was a human's neck yes, that we were yes, that we yes. were mimicking all these people having any again, sort of animal t- like horror is just really sad and once to me. again the Dude. age rating <laughs> <laughs> this is an explicit episode they're all explicit episodes we curse so much i told yeah, my no, mother it, it not to, to listen yeah that's fair and i would just tell her about it and hit her with the highlights speaking which I of yes you your mom listened to it for you just so at the- what did she think you know what my mother thinks of us. I'm just waiting to hear your your guess. But she did. Here laugh. Does not necessarily know what 
their mother thinks of them. So I'm I'm a bit in the dark. Yeah, come on. Elaborate. Tell us what your mom said. What what parts of epi- did Okay, what did you show your mom? Let's go. Let's start there. Oh, so I was playing episode zero, you know? Yeah. So I was telling her about it, and then I was like, but if, it's, if I just tell you, it's funnier if I just show you it. So, I, don't, I mean, it's only 20 minutes. I showed her a, a decent bit of it. It's so funny. That's fair. I did you, it's did hilarious. You, did you happen to show or made, make her listen to the human baby bit? Yeah, it's... <laughs> Thoughts, feelings, opinions. Did she laugh? Did she make a horrible face? Because this is going to affect our relationship. <laughs> you, know, you guys' insistence on showing the podcast to your family members. Uh, I'm not was, insistent at all. Was truly was truly strange to me. I was like, why would you do this? I'd be yourself? so happy if why my family you, never, Why ever would you put yourself through this amount this. of stress? This just seems like a fast way to... I'm not stressed, though. I'm having a great time. And my mother raised me. You know whose womb I popped out of? Fucking hers. You know so, who's you so, know whose humor I have? Hers and my father's. Okay. They they did this. They're responsible for this. And if I'm having a good time and I'm proud of it, yeah, I'm gonna make them fucking listen. That's fair. Because that's the way I live my life. So did she laugh? She did. <laughs> she did laugh. Hell but yeah. she did also do what I did when you said it and went. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was me. <laughs> I said you don't say time is me. Why would you say it like? You know why? Because it's funny and it's weird. Sorry, I'm sitting quietly because I'm listening to the like family backdrop, like conversation. I'm not familiar with with how exactly like. This is just kind of the ambient, you know. Leona, let me know that. She showed her mom the episode, and I don't. Was that yesterday? Literally, the day before, not long ago, right? Was that same the day before? Maybe the maybe it was last week. Jeez Louise! Was it? Yeah, it was like Thursday. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, and I was like, cool, and I hadn't really gotten a lot of the detail besides like, so. And Leona was like, yeah, like she, she, laughed. she laughed. So I was just getting a little bit more, um, a little bit more tea on that since we're in. I was say, sounds you know. like a success ultimately. It does. It does. I was say it was podcast worthy news. <laughs> news. The podcast makes the parents laugh. Not all well, of it. I don't well, recommend. <sighs> Technically counts as a parent to me as well. So. Uh, two it's parent, the one parent, does. parent, and then but and an one S person in parentheses. <laughs> yes, yes. It's the one so when you put it down does. on like legal forms, it's parents. Yes, you know, like it. <laughs> it so you basically, out. you got I'm in on saying, the technicality. I'm just saying, I've considered sending it to my dad, and you said, "Are you sure you want to do that?" And I was like, "This is going. This is a public forum." I mean, yes, but it's not like your dad is going to seek this out. Well, that's why I was going to send it to him. So he would listen to it. Guaranteed. I send it to him. He clicks the link. He listens to it. That's what that works. That's fair, I guess. 
I also I I would have never sent this to family. Like for me, like just my relationship with family, I would not have sent anything I've ever made to any of them. The you know thing, what I mean? The thing about making things that debut in a public forum is that if you can't show your family, you shouldn't be putting it out there. That's my personal belief. I mean, I don't think that's true. Only because, like, I think I just there are things that we talk that. about on here that we don't necessarily want our parents to listen to. Just like, then you just tell them to leave for a second. Uh, I mean, yeah, but like, you give still, them a shout out. We're still posting on the public forum, so like, but also like, I think that this is like an explicit podcast, mm-hmm. and if parents do not want to hear explicit content. Parents and or relative, relatives don't want to hear explicit content, verbiage, anything. Yeah. Then this is not for you. Yeah, that's why I told my mom, don't listen to it. Exactly. But I'll hit exactly. you with the highlights. Exactly. Okay, okay. Yeah, exactly. So Which is I, I was saying, just yeah. making yeah. sure. wanted to know how yeah. much Some of it of the you were jokes. like. Yeah. Mom. It's. Just as long as your mom doesn't look at me like a crazy person. <clears throat> Which I know she already does a little bit, but that's okay. I was about to say, for, so number one. I have no idea. We've been how, friends for 20 years. I don't know how your mom looks at me as a person. Either one of your moms, actually. My mom likes you. That's good. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> score, score. That was, that was a good little... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm happy to know that that also she likes me because she's always been really kind to me. So I'm kind of like, would like to be nice to that. I'm generally grateful for presents. <laughs> we all want her love and attention. She's a rad mom. Rad mom. Truly. Speaking of rad moms, we also watched How to Train Your Dragon and the second movie. Oh and there's like, have you seen the second one? I think so. Oh my gosh. It's where he finds, he finds his, mom his mom on this like dragon island. Yeah. And she was like, I stayed away because I didn't want to hurt you because she was a dragon lover in the Viking world and like, you know, was it was against the norm. And she did like one single thing, which was like, look a dragon in the eye instead of like rescuing her child. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, just because you went on to do some like kind of crazy, like, but very she's good also, ecological project. It's yeah, she's uh, like a dragon wizard, which I totally respect. But, but and also, so is you left your son behind in the village far away, and then Hiccup changed the changed the entire village and like the notion of it, which I guess is also the point. And then he brought his mom back. Well, he had to because his dad died. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Yeah, did but, he bring his mom but back? Like you can't, I think he did. Yeah, like he did that despite her leaving so like yeah we can't we can't say like her leaving him left him in the position to be a better person no 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 you know like i think he would have been a great person whether she was there or not like if she was there i think he also would have been a good person but like if she had been there maybe maybe his like mostly just his dad. His dad would have been better. Yeah, his oh, dad to... was uh, a little emotionally distant. We would say. However, there's a part which is a meme apparently where his dad 
walks up to his mom, like seeing her for the first time after like what, like how many years? Uh, like, like fifteen years or something like that. Seventeen years, because he was twenty in the movie, but it something it's like seventeen years, <laughs> and he walks up to this woman, and she's like, "You know, I had to leave. Like, I just couldn't. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't be there." She's like, like rambling sn- on about apologizing. She's she's realizing how much she is left behind and how much she hurt. How many people she like whose lives she affected by kind of not thinking about them, and and is is stammering trying to to like defend herself as stoic approaches her and then he says and then he just swoops in and grabs her face and just says you're as beautiful as the day that i lost you and that's it that's that's the entire and it's so i cried because i was like and she just breaks down she's i want to cry yeah no it's it's i know it was a meme it was such a memeable moment but it was also a really good it was just a really cute moment moment. as a married individual i'm now like oh yeah that hits it It does hit now it hits a lot different because married and like if if i had lost you and you had just been gone and then i realized you were alive and you were just out there and you were there and like i would want to be angry at you but also no no I, can't do I, it. Can't can't be angry because if, this, just like, if the role was reversed, I would not be able to be angry because I would be too elated that you were present in exactly, this world. Exactly, it saying. would be impossible. Like anger could maybe come later down the line, but it would be followed with like a. I'm so glad that you're here, so I can be angry at you, which is a strange kind of anger. Yeah, I think that's marriage. Yeah. <laughs> that specifically that amalgam of emotions there absolutely anyway well how was your week so we we chatted about our weeks for a bit well perfect segue so naruto mm-hmm. here we go listen okay i'm i'll keep it brief mm-hmm. keep it brief mm-hmm. however we were talking about um orphans and people who left behind their children and what have i been watching naruto and what have we finally gotten the fucking backstory that I've been wanting since episode one of the first show, Naruto, in Naruto Shippuden. I finally got it. And I'm like, you? I looked at I looked at Dylan and I said, just because you did your best doesn't mean you did the best. And I can still judge you, even if you've done the best that you did at the time. Like, if you did what you thought was the best, and that was really, like, that was the only ball in your court, listen, I'll give you props for that, but I'm also going to judge you, because it still may not have been the best idea. Yeah. Plan? Are we talking about... Lack of plan? Katamari? Leaving your children? I'm talking about sending your children to war? Oh, it's fine. I'm talking about... Who cares? Oh, he's not. He's fine. Takashi war crimes? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> at the graves of his friends every day. This poor Robert man. Gerald makes he's civil fine. war. <laughs> Takashi war crimes who you put on the ambu. Yeah. Because you quote unquote wanted to keep him close to you. Kakashi War Crimes? I called him Kakashi War Crimes for a reason. 
Okay, I just got the justification mm-hmm. for the feeling I got from episode one. Okay, he's so fucked up, and How they many- did that to him. Mm-hmm. They did that to him. How many episodes do you have to get through before you get that solid information? I mean, here's... Fucking 500, bitch. I know. I I think we've got a little bit of Kakashi's explanation, but... I think we got that I mean, you know he used to be in the Abu from before this. Yeah. And I haven't... I don't think I've spoiled anything with my rant, but still. No, I don't think you did. No. Listen, this just Um, means that it's time, just like you were pressured into streaming. Pass me that... Uh, monster energy drink. Thanks. When you get married, you get superpowers. Your arms are twice as long, plus an extra body's length. <laughs> but yeah, so Naruto, it, my emotions. I've got so much time and emotional investment into the show. And I'm just, and like, I'm like, why did no one show me this before now? And I'm like, you, no, you shouldn't have. This is the appropriate time for me to be watching this show, to be honest. Yeah. This is an, a capital A adult show. I'm not going to lie. And, and Dylan's like, well, we watched it as kids. And I'm like, and you should not have been watching this as children, to be honest. This, this is some fucked up shit. I'm not going to lie. We were. See, as a person who also us. didn't watch it as a child. I guess I'm, like, how far did you get in this show as a kid? Hidan and Kakuzu. Because that was as far as the show had gone by the time I stopped watching it. Yeah. Which is, at that point... Oh, yeah, no, there was... Mm-hmm. There's plenty. plenty. There's Oh, there's definitely plenty of trauma. Yes. All right. show us trauma. I, it's I, everything. Yeah. You're an orphan? I'm an orphan. Constantly. Yeah, do you have any Why? idea? Why? Because war! I'm not being... This is, like, a cringy... <laughs> but like true thing fucking um the the like what is it's called like sadness and sorrow is the like piano theme that plays on naruto and that shit i i used to like like boot that shit up on a laptop and just like cry oh my god i just cry oh my god I think in the end we established later that that was actually depression, but in the moment <laughs> it felt like it felt like you were having your Bella in the moment. Yeah, it, truly. Your Bella truly. in the window moment. Was this the middle school age? I believe this was ten, little, nine. I was about to say a little young. Yeah, yeah, probably. So, yeah, fifth grade. Yeah, something along, around that. I would argue that's middle school. Middle yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. No, say, I, I think I that, from that, the if you from said like middle, ten to thirteen, yeah. it's not actual middle school. That's no. just the age I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That it is, spans a wider a I'm going wider to range. I haven't given up that bit of information, um, but it is it is true. It is a. Uh, I think there are plenty of people that can probably relate to that. Oh, certainly. I just don't want to relate to them. <laughs> oh no! I have respect for my past self. I do not have to love every decision that they made and every behavior. I will extend love to them of my own choosing. I will not not tell them where the fuck they failed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. And and your music okay. taste, your music taste needs to go through about 17 major revisions of sad boy and then shifted into sad girl. And one day you'll figure out what you need to figure out about the first sad bit. Yeah. That was, that was, that was. 
In the end, what happened? But it just took a long, long kind of plodding back and forth journey. Listen, I am different from both the person I was and the person I will be. Hell yeah. Change is a, a thing that is going to happen. Speaking of, that's another part of our week. We can't, We made you watch, or listen to at least, the video of Hank Green cutting his hair because he was recently diagnosed with leukemia. Um, Correct? Uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh, don't listen to me. So he decided that he was going to get a mohawk because, like you said, the whole having, you know, some sort of respect for your former self, even though that person is not as smart as you or younger than you and not as experienced and everything else. Like you, my younger self is everything I am except less. And there's a a part of acknowledging your former self and being like, there are things that I can do that affirm that younger self, even though I don't have to. It's not a required thing. It's more of a, you do it out of a, like, general respect for yourself, which is nice. Choose the places where you need it. Yeah, exactly. Where you needed to become the, or needed to, needed an adult and then needed to become the adult that you needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that made more sense in my head than I added oxygen to it. And it was kind of, kind of, kind of just more fizzled. But no, it, no, it made sense. No, we, we. I just gave you a weird face for no reason because oh, no. I was trying to think of a segue. Mm-hmm. Oh, you, you were also fine. Anyway, that was a nice part of my week, though. The video. Yeah, I mean, it was. It's a. It's like an emotional thing. I. I highly recommend that if you're listening and Hank Green is somebody that you're like, oh, you know, I haven't heard of that guy in a while, or like, should give it a listen just because he's kind I... of just every time he talks, he's kind of just inspirational. You should watch the series Microcosmos because that's really, really cool. It's like science brained, really very cool. Just Mm. really, really pretty stuff Mm -hmm. and very gross stuff, but also really pretty stuff. Everything that's little and itty bitty tiny that you'll never get to see unless you look through a microscope, which is really cool. I, I don't know. When I was in high school, I had an idea about what was like available to our level of microscopy, like to the average person, like not like, like I have a university degree, like, like what can the average person get in terms of microscopes and then look at their own shit. I kind of thought you couldn't really do a whole lot with that. I thought you could maybe see some of the like mites or things down in the dirt, but like, no, you can, you can very much do very high powered setup high magnification setups and it's really really neat and they just do videos on all of the different like microbiota yeah but he's really cool he is cool like i said kind of every word that he says is kind of inspirational and like in a like he's an older man who's lived his life and he's also a generally kind human being so you know he does seem to be kind yeah. yeah he's a really he seems like a really nice person so inspiration now that we've had quite a long bit on that it's fine yeah when you go out into the world on a on a day to the mall out to dinner and you're talking at a table in public how do you feel 
about the fact that everyone around you, if they wanted, could just be listening to what you're saying. And what are you saying in those scenarios? That's all I'm saying. What do you mean? You know, there are things that I wouldn't say in public. Just like there are things I wouldn't say. Did I tell you about the lovely gentleman that I interacted with at Walmart? No. I was at the Walmart checkout, the self-checkout. They're renovating the Walmart to be mostly, like, um, self-checkouts now. I don't know if you've been over there. But there was an older guy, like an older group of people, rather, um, at the self-checkout. And they were just talking. And... I was also, like, coming up to the self-checkout, and the guy was like, yeah, these these faggots are fucking shit up. You know what I mean? Not in that way. But he did use the word faggot in his little speech, talking about how things are rapidly changing and how it's the faggot's fault. And I was a little fired up the day, and I just happened to look at him, and I was like, sir? Um... I think that's, (laughs) um, I think you should maybe watch your language because you're in public. And he basically looked at me and was like, who are you, woman? And why are you snooping on my conversation kind of thing? And I was like, I'm not snooping. You just said it very loudly. And I just want to let you know that you don't know who around you that's going to affect. And it was a lot more stern than that. But I was just very, I was just like, wow, like the audacity. Like, yes, I'm going to say something because you are an older gentleman in public. Like, you don't need a 20-something-year-old to look at you and say, watch your mouth. Do I need a kindergarten teacher to tell you that you would get your mouth washed out with soap if you said that? Like, do I really need to say that to you? Do I need to give you that reality check? Because I can. And I did. And his face got red and he got embarrassed. And I was like, that is the best response I could have asked for. The beautiful moment of being 20 years old and saying something directly into someone's eyes, someone who's like 40 years older than you, and they give you the face that they gave their parents when they were embarrassed. And they get to sit with that revelation. They get to sit with that feeling of, I just gave someone a third my age the level of authority as a parent. I don't know. I like I like to hope that it stings in that way. Probably is just passed over in the end, but it's kind of a I don't it's know. kind of an it important just, moment. I'm not really a person that does that a lot, but I was, no, but it was sitting there and just having a moment and done in a way that is safe. He was just and... saying it so casually with this group of older people and it seemed like these old these other older people weren't necessarily like agreeing with him, just more like shaking their head trying to get through the Walmart checkout line. <laughs> and um <laughs> so, yeah, it's a fun time. Also, I think public shaming is a perhaps necessary component of the general social world. I think maybe, you know, like not bullying per se, but like when someone's being an asshole in public, you should make fun of him for being an asshole. Well, I like to think, okay. It was me, and I'm 20, 25, right? If it had been a younger kid who was figuring themselves out, like, who they're into and whatnot, 
Like, I don't think that, I don't want kids to even have to feel like they would have to say that to somebody in public. So I'm older now. I have the ability to say something. Not that I didn't when I was younger, but again, the responsibility should never rest on a child to talk to an adult. No. So as an adult, I'm like, yeah, okay, well, we'll start doing that. Inappropriate spaces, maybe. Inappropriate spaces like the Walmart checkout. I was about to say, you always have to be careful with where you... In the Walmart checkout. Just in case anybody needed that. (laughs) Jesus. I get Southern when I'm mad. A little bit. It's rough. Not into rough. When I went up to school, that was what people said about me. Was that as I got more, like, angry... The Southern came out, which was a very concerning thing. <laughs> That's I, I for one have never had an issue with my mother. Mommy issues. No, 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 no. I hardly know her. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh, it's also relatable. Too bad you weren't here for the mental health episode. Damn. Yep. Missed right out on that one. You can just like splice me back (laughs) in. I can I can record bits. You can just splice me back in. Yeah, well, you know. Like it's not published yet. (laughs) That sounds like it. Sounds like an I think you should leave skit. Oh my god! Like (laughs) me trying to like talk to people, trying to like get your attention, but neither one of you can hear me. Oh no. Speaking of episode one, what did you think? when we decided to start a podcast what was was your reaction my reaction to you guys starting the podcast or when you produced episode one of the podcast like what you know i give us both because i'm interested um you ain't gonna like the the answer to the second question which is uh if if or i guess the first question when you said that you were starting a podcast i went okay Yep, I kind of, we've we've said we're going to do a lot of creative things and cre- creative endeavors in the past. And I don't mean to sound, the thing is, I don't mean to sound discouraging. It's it's more the, like, of course you start a lot of creative things because you want to figure out, like, what you want to do. And a lot of the times that just involves, like, trying out weird, very specific things. And sometimes that falls through. I'm not e- not even looking at it from the perspective of, like, Oh, I don't follow through. It's like none of us follow through on anything ever. No one ever has forever in the history of mankind followed through on anything. Ah, consistency. The one thing you might want in a podcast. It is, it is. It's a good quote. But so when we produced episode one or episode zero, how did you feel? What was your reaction? Legitimately, uh, like, pride. In in my husband and in my friend. Because that's like a... I don't know. It was cool. And I know, I know the meme about, like, well, let's make a podcast. But, like, producing podcast, something and, and spending the amount of time that you two did on that and then making it and all that was involved it was a project and you put in a lot of work and it has so far continued yeah 
it was really nice. I don't know. Yeah. I was I was proud, but I again don't. I feel patronizing just saying proud of. No, that made but, my heart swell a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, like, yeah, oh, good. I'm. My wife is proud of you. Another thing I said in episode zero. I don't need the rest of you fuckers' approval. I just need my wife's. So, check anyway. I was going to say. Yeah. You've got it because you've got a setup here. We do. And this is your first experience in the pod lab. How does it feel? Good. It, you're going to think I'm a terrible person. I'm really surprised it's this well set up. Wow. Well, we did talk bad about it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's actually really, it's a I think if you setup. prepare like, yourself to is, come in the room. No, this is actually you'll like You'll have some better expectations. Like, a, like. We'll keep the expectations low so that you're yeah, but it's, happily surprised when you actually come surprised. in. <laughs> it's called managing expectations. That's right. But also it's fun because now on top of the like like digital artifact that is kind of the representation of how much work and effort you are willing to put into this project, you also have the space set up that's yeah. the like... You're optimizing it so that you can continue this because you both seem to enjoy it, which is fun. It is fun to sit down and talk with our friends. Another thing my mother said was, seems like a good outlet, which is why I say, you know what my mother thinks about. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. And you know what? Your mom is completely right. This is a good outlet, and I feel it. It's also the editing is fun. more time together than... Yeah, we've been spending a lot of time together, which which is is really... Top quality content. Yeah. Really, really good for not my wife said get the fuck out of the house no not no, the no, yamato no, 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 no. stare <laughs> no not... let me repeat no, not the is... yamato stare it's fine you i i just mean i'm the same way as you oh, i yeah. i need more people and interacting with more people has been really good and it fills me up because I kind of secretly think you're one of those weirdos that's like, you're socially anxious, but you're an extrovert. How I, dare you? I think I am an extrovert. I mean, is, is, I don't even know if those words have any meaning anymore. They do. Um, As Dylan would say, words have meaning. Sometimes they do. And sometimes they had meaning and they no longer do. Well, sometimes I, they... There's accident- a reason why I attribute it to Dylan, not myself. <laughs> Yeah, it's a true, balancing true. act. I was literally talking to your aunt today about how you balance me out, how we level each other out in a very nice way, and it's it is very nice. Like, I need the balance, bro. Yeah, yeah. especially if I it's want kids, I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Quality we need components the, of our we lives. need the other yeah. side of this equation. It mm-hmm. is. It has been nice to find that person. Now I'm getting all like sappy, but it is. It is nice to find someone who balances me out because uh, holy shit, when I am like balanced life kind of is uh its default moves up to just kind of satisfying like it's weird i gotta say so yeah we're going to the beach with my mother and her husband's family and it's gonna be a lot of my brother is bringing my little brother is bringing five friends five of his 16 year old friends to the beach And we're gonna, we're only gonna be there for a few days, but 
it's going to be, I think it's going to be fun. I'm, I got to tell you, I'm really excited at the prospect of going on family vacations with you and having somebody else to sit next to at a table where I'm just like, we can have our own private conversation and just enjoy the dinner separate and just be there, which is so nice. And also not really something that I felt with anybody else before. I'm like, okay, you're here. That's cool. But like, you're my wife. And I'm like, I get to be with my wife and like go on vacation and have a good time and have somebody with me, which is quality. Really quality. Love being married for that reason. For many reasons, but also yeah. that reason. There's been a lot of... Uh, I, uh, uh, for for the listeners at home, I, for one, um, grew up in a household uh, that kind of implicitly showed me that divorce was the only end for marriage. Um, and so was never particularly interested in getting married until... Weirdly enough, I met this tiny little goblin. Spicy Italian meatball, if you will. You are. Yeah, that's right. But seriously, though, like, we made it mean something for us. Mm -hmm. I don't really have a better way to put it than that. It became something that was just our choice. The marriage was us. And I know the whole point of a marriage is that it's supposed to be like a in front of whatever like religious system and spiritual hierarchy you believe in. But like it was more just a nice day to celebrate us out in front of the river. And it was nice. It was hot as fuck. And I really didn't even notice, to be honest with you. I was in my own. And it was very completely different world. I was also shaken like a leaf, which was hilarious, (laughs) to be honest, looking back. But I think that's so precious. You were just nervous? I was so nervous. Why? Wait, I was with you the whole time. Like, we didn't do a split. I literally saw you in the dress beforehand. You helped me get into my dress. Like, nope, we got there, and I was like, shaking like a leaf the entire time. Until we got down there, and I held your hands, and I was like, I can do this. Here we are. I feel like I was nervous, but, like, I kept forgetting that I was nervous. That's fair. I just remember trying to put my earrings in and I couldn't do it. And my dad came over and handed me his flask and was like, take some of this. And I was like, okay. So I took some of that and he, and then my mom came over and helped me with my earrings. And I was like, nope, can't do it. Like uh, my hands are too shaky to put earrings in right now. I can't do it. Nervous. My heart, my heart is fluttering. My heart's a fluttering. Yeah, I saw you in your dress, and I think I just kind of went, yo, I'm getting married to this woman. Ow! Can't confirm. We did indeed get married. We did. Yeah. But what also, a great decision. He has performance anxiety. Yeah. He's been performing too. a long time, and still. I know. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that the other was day. Was that a performance? No, the thing is no, that no, no, I... But I It was less of a performance for me. Like, the anxiety in that situation definitely came from... Being watched. It wasn't anxiety. It was... Having to do synchronized motions while watched? No. It was genuinely overwhelming, like, excitement, I think, that just, like, overcame me. So, like, the shakes were less of, like, a... 
Like, I knew it was going to happen. I knew I was going to get married to you, and I knew that was going to happen. It was just me walking down, and I walked down first and got to watch you walk. And I just, my heart, like, exploded into a million pieces, and then I got to hold your hands, and it just, that was the moment of, like, that that was the best part of my day. So good. Yeah. And I got to stand right there. Exactly. You did. And it was really nice. And I had a really great time. Mm. I did too. I remember that because of how my hair sat, you like could not see my face for a good portion of the ceremony, which is, in my opinion, wonderful. Well, I that, was crying like a baby. Oh no, I was I was too involved time. in the moment to care about I what know. was going on and and I feel like I heard like Elena like like Emma, Emma. <laughs> but I was not caring. <laughs> Just Exactly. Was involved in the moment. It was wonderful. That's kind of how it goes. Yeah. It was really really good. Just, it was a good day. It was a lovely day. And then I lost your mom's earrings. That's a completely different story. What a time to be alive. Yeah. It's funny, the gripes that parents will carry on your wedding day, even though you say you're only going to get married once in your life and you really need to enjoy it because it's not going to happen again. And they still decide to do some shit, which is okay. We're through it now. I'm glad we got married. Ow! Having a great time. I love being a married little guy. It's wonderful. I'd love to see it. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy being married. I have really enjoyed being married. It's been... I don't know. Like, everybody everybody asks us. They're like, how's that first year? I feel like they're waiting for the honeymoon phase to end. And I'm like... But I feel like the, the kind of honeymoon phase that we had, that they're talking about, occurred and ended very early in our relationship. And just kind of bled over into the, you know, let's start building a, a, like, more direct foundation for our emotional stability than just, like, shared infatuation. You know what I mean? Like, like, that, it's like, yeah, yeah, the first two weeks were really, really intense, and, like, I, like, was in love with you, but then also, I was, like, I'm kind of also interested in, you know, kickstarting the process of, like, developing a romantic relationship with you like a like a real like i don't know like developing emotional language between us yeah so i, I don't think know we, we, moved, we moved very quickly in, into when we moved in together that yes, was a yes that's obviously i recommend everybody live with their partner before they get married i think that's kind of essential i'm not gonna lie i kind of agree but again you learn a lot of things living with a person exactly yes, yes. exactly and Again, if you're going to legally sapping, tie yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about this all the time, too. And to each their own, no judgment. But if you're going to wait to have sex until marriage. I mean, it disappoints just really consider if you want to do that. I like to test drive a car before I buy it. it. It's an investment. It's an investment. It's a lifetime investment. If you're planning to get married. And you're planning to do the damn thing, not just on a whim, then, you know, that's I feel like you need to just be prepared. There's no there's nothing wrong with being prepared. That's all. Just do it safely. You put on your seatbelt when you get in the car and test drive that shit. Okay. As 
two romantic individuals, you will develop, like, a number of different ways of communicating with each other, including, like, body language, not just, like, with your hands and and gestures, but also with your, like, shared holds and, and like, moments of vulnerability and tenderness that becomes a language that you two speak with each other and that continues and is a like more complicated issue in the language of sex and is someone willing to engage in sex vulnerably alongside you so that you can develop further like communication between the two of you and this is why people go to sex therapy yeah because they realize a little too late that it's a very fundamental component to like a human like there are pl- I'm not trying to to excuse me I'm not trying to like say that people who are asexual are missing some kind of fundamental component of Oh no that's not even human psychology necessarily it's, it's part more of my consideration right now Right it's more the like for people who experience that draw to it it's something that you in, then maybe you should explore this. yourself allow yourself to understand your desires and why they exist again to each their own Yes. Yeah. No judgment. Do you think sexually, but also maybe, <laughs> like, like, you know, maybe. I do your thing sexually and don't do crime. Pretty easy. Yeah, don't do sex crimes. No. Also that. Please. Or tax crimes. Any sort. Any of, sort of crime. You know, to be honest, Just, yeah, really any any sort of crimes. You know, if your thing is crime, maybe don't. Do that. Do it. Yeah. I mean, if you don't do it, I'm not gonna recommend anyone to crime no, no, no i would never recommend anyone to crime no crime. i'm putting it on the record that i would never ever recommend that anyone do crime exactly okay well i'm gonna jump in here and give us a little breather give us a quick little little ad segment in the middle um we're not sponsored um by this organization but we decided that every episode we're going to do a little pause in the middle and give you an organization that you might want to support. Maybe an organization you haven't heard of. Um, it is Pride Month. Woo! Um, and because of that, we're going to do purely LGBTQ plus related organizations that you could look into and check out. um today's organization is point of pride it's a non-profit organization dedicated to providing financial aid and direct support to trans folks in need of health and wellness care they have an annual trans surgery fund hrt access fund electrolysis support fund free binders and free femme shapewear you can visit pointofpride.org to donate or to see what kind of programs they have going on. Yep. So you should give that a you should give that a look. Just check it out. Check out their website. Yes. Give them some some website traffic. Do it. Do it. Do Put it. them up in the algorithm. Do it. Pointofpride.org. Love to see it. Another segue. I feel like if you just say segue every time, it can just kind of work if you're just kind of weird about it and just say, I'm going to segue into something else real quick. I mean, honestly. It's going to be a thing about our podcast because we're 
ADHD gremlin. This All is true. communication is fundamentally bumbling and awkward, and you should feel no anxiety at any point and ever in, in talking to others. Well, I wish I could actual, do that. As a segue from the, a real segue about segues. So I'm writing my book, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. I'm there. I'm with you. Yeah. I was yep. going to say, I read it to you. Yeah. Yes. And you were saying how... Pulled me through a wormhole there. Yeah. Like I said, it's a segue about segue. Segway. Segway of segue. You put a bag of holding inside of a bag of holding, and then you handed it to me. And I <laughs> fucking got crushed by the tidal forces. I told you. ADHD gremlins. Okay. Ah. That's it. That's it. They live in Maya, too. But, you know, sometimes because it's hard because you think about how natural conversation flows Mm -hmm. because I do a lot of my writing and through dialogue. So I'm just like, this is really fucking heavy. This is a really heavy conversation. And I was like, how do you handle a heavy conversation and like just in your in your normal day to day? And I was like, you you get kind of quiet for a while. Just kind of look at each other. And then one of you just has a new idea and you just start talking about something else because that's just the way it works. So I was like, okay, cool, cool. It feels abrupt, but that is how it works. Mm-hmm. So that it, yeah. So Dialogue is hard. Dialogue is hard. That's also another reason why I don't write. I think I get bogged down in the idea of writing dialogue because I have a hard time kind of communicating in general. So I'm like, I can't possibly write write about it. I can't. I, it's difficult in a regular way. So I applaud anybody who's a writer. It's like I'm surrounded by writers. I say this all the time. You are my friend and you're a phenomenal writer. My wife is also a phenomenal writer. Writes on a ton of different subjects, philosophy included. And I think you're a phenomenal writer. I know you're making a face right now, but it's just the truth. Thank you. You both make faces when I say that you're phenomenal writers. And that's that on that. I'm just making a note for the record that I am surrounded by phenomenal creative people. And it's kind of wild. Kind of wild how that works. Like draws like. So. Yeah. <gasps> oh, so sweet. I love you. Love you. I love you too. So you've been playing sorry. Elden Ring? Um, yes. Recently, I've actually been playing Dark Souls, like the first one. Again. Has Dylan been playing Dark Souls? Um, I don't. Did they just make it a remaster or something? Maybe he just decided. I think he's been playing it. Is he playing Bloodborne? No, I think he's playing. Didn't they Dark remaster Souls? Dark Souls on the PS Five? Um, I thought they remastered it for the PS Four back in like 2019, hmm. but we got that on PC, which is the one that I play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Elden Ring was my like, <sighs> honestly, game of the like decade. Which is very silly because it was a meme game for a little bit about how much people wouldn't shut up about it. And and now I've become the epitome of what I hate. But that said, I really enjoy the world and lore. And 
that it is ultimately a story about finding a story's consistency. And see, this is a perfect place for me to ask for you to give us a quick little a quick little plot summary of Elden Ring. If you could do it in like five minutes or less, how would you give it to us? I would say that a demigod queen, I guess she was technically a real goddess, um, fucked the world up in a very key fundamental way. And essentially for the sake of her family, for her dominion, it inevitably resulted in the world spiraling into itself and consuming all life, unable to properly regenerate itself in, you know, kind of like a ring. Um, And it is up to you to go through what seems to be the aftermath of some kind of, like, fantasy novel series like it just happened and you now are sent in to clean up whoever was left behind Mm -hmm. and you don't feel like a good guy while you're doing it because it's like you kind of come in from outside of their world and you just literally start uh applying large blunt force objects to the heads of their very real gods in the world that people actively worship. And and you, of course, can see, obviously, that the world has been undone around you in so many different forms, so many different people's stories intersecting in so many horrid ways that have produced a myriad of dangers throughout the lands between. But there's still life and beauty and people just trying to survive there. And it's up to you in the end what you see fit to fill the Elden Ring with. You are eventually, spoiler alert, if you happen to get to the end, you are made Elden Lord. It's not really a spoiler. That's literally the goal of the game. It kind of espoused I you. I thought that the, was in the, the intro. No, it's literally ev- the whole bit is you we are trying to be the, El- the Elden yeah, Lord. Yeah. Who, who would have thought you do indeed become the Elden Lord? I was about to ask. So, like, if uh, now that we have a general idea of how the game goes, what is, what's the goal of the game? Like, obviously, yes, become Elden Lord. But what, what does that do? Because I know in Dark Souls, you have the choice of essentially restarting the world mm-hmm. or letting it die. Yes. And essentially, like, yes. deciding whether or not to continue kind of this like fungal mass of just identities just shoved into a world. I kind of, yeah, I like, I like that as a good, yeah. I'm just speaking now. I just yeah, no, mean, but it, so what's the point of Elden Ring? Elden Ring is a world spiraling down towards that state, as you saw in uh, Dark Souls 3 kind of showed you the end state of that, where everything is lost and turned to ash. It turns from, like, world converging on itself to eventually just literally becoming a desert of ash. Um, Elden Ring is not quite desert of ash level yet, but it gets pretty close when you start burning down the earth tree. Um, it is your job to figure out what is the appropriate response to a world like that. 
and you meet different people with different goals as to how to fix the Elden Ring. Is the Elden Ring actually functionally perfect and was broken hastily and what is needed is a perfect rune of repair for the Elden Ring? Or was the Elden Ring broken from the start? Was it not a good structure for the entirety of the lands between? And, and should it be changed fundamentally? And it's fun to be given a choice that isn't actually like a moral choice. It's not just like a do a good thing or do a bad thing. It's a given how much of the lore you have encountered, given how many people's stories you believe, given who you've talked to in the game, what do you think is the best option sincerely for this? Who do you think you should follow and carry out their will and who will just eventually stab you in the back and kill you? Yeah, I, you know. Sorry, I didn't I get bogged down in that, but it's a, it's fun. It's... No, I mean, I asked, I'm asking some pretty, I'm not going to say deep questions, but they're kind of like some complex questions to answer. No, it's I'm a, happy to, I'm happy to, to, tr- to, to cut my teeth on, on some heavier questions about it just because I've talked to you about it way too much. I have annoyed the hell out of my husband about this. And it's so sad. Well, here's the it thing. Is the, the music the is phenomenal. Is... The gameplay is. is really cool. It's a pretty game. It's a very pretty game. So it's hard not to kind of, I'll be doing something, I'll be playing a game of my own or something, and then I'll get distracted and end up just, I ended up just watching you play because it's, it's a gorgeous game. And that's, it is very pretty. It's what you that's... do. Um, and Okay, so here's a question, and this is something that's just I've wanted to know, and more like the only interaction I've had with this quote Souls games is by playing a tiny little itty bit of Bloodborne, which, which was on your PS4. We did. We played on Leon's PS4. It was great. Um, thank you for that. That was. It was a fun time, except I found it very difficult. I'm obviously they're kind of notoriously difficult games. Um, so my question is, is Elden Ring accessible? Can anyone play it? Or is it more just for, um, the Souls buffs, we'll say? I actually think if you don't listen to a bunch of the assholes who are either on one end trying to make you feel like shit for being unable to complete a video game, or on the other are saying that you are literally, like, competence-wise, not good enough to encounter and even engage with this experience. I think if you are willing to put in the time to, like, Google things and figure out solutions, then Elden Ring is available to everyone. Yeah. But I also don't think in my... I personally do not mind looking up solutions for things or getting more information from an online article about like a story behind this to inform my decision. I don't think a game should really force you to be in that position to have to search for outside resources. And to be fair, all of the data is available in the game. But some of the data is hidden behind, like, item descriptions that you won't encounter for 120 hours. I do not consider that to be accessible lore. 
And that's part of the fun, actually, in a strange way, is the is how spread out it is, and you have to kind of piece it together. And what weapons did you read? That's how you figure out parts of the game, is the weapons all have, like, symbols on them from, like, the past, like, wars and shit. And, and you read about them, and then you use that as your justification for, should we just burn this whole place down? I honestly just got to the point, and this is kind of like a weird, like, link here, but I just kind of got to the point where I was like, no... We're playing modded Minecraft, and I need to look things up. There is no yeah, other no, way modded, to do it. No. I need to look up somebody else doing it and teaching me how to do it because I physically, and just I just just don't I, I just don't know I how do to do it. I do not think you should. And it's too complex for me to be able to do by just following the little manual and just building all the parts and expecting them all to go together because that's not quite the way it works. Everything has its own set of rules. Yep. So. Yep. I mean, I don't know if you look things up in Minecraft, do you? Yeah. It's, oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how you find out about farms. Exactly. It's kind of become, like, part and parcel to, like, video gaming now. But I also appreciate, like, someone wanting to play a video game where they don't have to switch their eyes off of the screen every 15 minutes to, like... Oh, and yeah. and I don't necessarily it, when when addressing the question of like is it accessible, that pushes it into the category of kind of no because a lot of people are not going to want to play, a lot of people are not going to engage with it in a way that it would produce fun for them, and thus I can't recommend it. I because think it that's why I would... watch you play because it's a beautiful game and I would love to play it except I'm not. I think that it would frustrate me more than it would be pleasurable for me to play. The only reason I like it is because my brain is broken and like like when you get smashed with a giant hammer, there's something weird. There's like a circuit that's like, if you just like stare at the screen, don't make a, even the slightest motion of like frustration and you just go again. In response to that, you you, I've got whatever broken circuit that is. That's fair. That's what I'm saying. Like, and it keeps me going. It keeps me going. It, the dopamine feedback loop is... I, it's not an enjoyable game to play, but it's very, very fun to play. I don't know how to describe that, really. It feels good to play, but it doesn't feel nice. To, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not working. This is This is... We've gone a bit. Oh, I'm just checking our, our time. Doing a quick time check. We did say we were going to aim for hour-long episodes-ish, but I honestly don't mind if we just keep chatting. Having a good time. It's say, nice to have a guest on the pod. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to I've hit you with super... a lot of questions. I've hit you with a lot of questions. Oh, cool. And I, if again, redirect me if you need like more concise or more specific or, or if you want to move on. I mean, I think I'm through my questions about Elden Ring, but... It was more to say. Did you have... No, I, I think I've pretty much, you know, like, wrung you dry on um, Elden Ring topics. I've given you the, the full gamut. I think if anybody wants... This is probably a good... If you want to know more about Elden Ring, then uh, <laughs> this is an episode for you. Oh my god, is that going to be our question for the, the Spotify feedback? Oh, yes. We also, oh my gosh, great way to do this. We 
are doing feedback on Spotify. So if you are listening to this episode, you can go in the comments and either respond to a question that we've posted, or you can interact with a poll that we've put up. We'll see which one we end up doing for this episode. Maybe both. Maybe just one. Not even sure if you can do both. But either way, you should interact with us. That would be very cool and fun. I like interacting with them. I recommend wholeheartedly. See? Wife recommended. Yeah. 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 Woo! So I want to ask you, I want to ask every guest this question. Mm -hmm. And you're the first guest. So I'm I'm hitting me with it. I am... I'm going to ask you the question. You feel free to first voice your opinion about the question before answering. Oh, you know and, I have to because I can't shut up. And any and any level at which you want to answer that you feel comfortable with, obviously. So I just wanted to know, how do you want to be remembered when you die? I would like to be remembered in... Whatever. This, this is such a cop-out answer, actually, as I'm saying it. I would like to be remembered in the ways that the people who I've loved in this world can move forward. I want to be remembered in a way that brings them happiness and fulfillment. And have that be the like predominant emotion and so that they can, I don't know, move on in their lives. And I'm not sure how the individuals who I love need to remember me to achieve that particular thing. I can just kind of hope to do my best with acting on it in the world. But like, I don't know. I don't know exactly how I want to be remembered. I just know I want the people that are remembering me to feel okay. Well, I can speak from experience that you've personally changed my life. So I think, you you know, your impact on people is kind of what you leave behind. And I have impacted you. Yes. Yes, you have. Impacted by my wife. We shouldn't. I don't think we should talk about that on the podcast. (laughs) It's private information. I wasn't going to say it. I kept it in. I I tried for approximately half of a second before I went, nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. It nah, goes in the podcast. It goes gonna, in the we podcast. We are going to talk about the sex. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have another non-parental episode about that one. No parents allowed. Um, the title of the episode will be <laughs> No parents Please. allowed. If you're a parent no and you're listening. No parents allowed. No, if you are our parents listening don't listen. If your other parents listening and you just need to listen to some 20-something freaks just talk about life, well, this is the podcast for you. This isn't one of those podcasts your grandma listens to. It might be. My grandma might find us funny, to be honest. And you wanted to talk to me about not sending it to family. (laughs) I was about to say, you're not helping. You're not helping a point. I haven't sent it. You now you've you've muddied the waters. Now now we're now we're on uneven footing as a side. Well, now that we're on uneven footing, I will go ahead and close out this episode. Since we've talked about Hank Green a little bit, and you know we've we've talked about some 
some nice stuff. We've I think this has been a really nice episode. I've really enjoyed having you here. And Thank you. I have really enjoyed being here. Thank you guys for having me on. Yeah. 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 I hope I can come back in the future at some point. Obviously. That Hope- will be hopefully, the case. Hopefully you'll get to hear my my voice again. Or maybe maybe not, hopefully, for some of y'all. But No, absolutely, hopefully. I would love to hear your voice all the time. And I basically do, because I get the honor of being married to you. Anyway, like I said, we've Actually talked about... Blushing. Oh, cute. I made my wife blush on the podcast. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Gross. We talked about Hank Green a little bit, how, you know, he's a good guy and he seems to be a kind man. And he's currently going through some stuff, which is rough. But I have a few quotes from him that are just nice and, I don't know, made me feel nice when I was reading them. So I decided we're going to pick two for this episode because we can because... I'm in charge, and I get to make the decisions. Anyway, here we go. We'll play it by ear. We'll figure it out as we go, one day at a time. And I continue to be extraordinarily grateful for so many things in my life, including this. And in his video in which I'm quoting this from, he makes a little hand gesture at the people he loves, directing it into the audience. But I'm specifically directing it at other people in this room because I've... I've enjoyed doing the podcast. This is only episode three, but I will get emotional and sentimental already and be like, this is very nice. I have a great time. Yeah, it's been lovely. But it's a nice space. It is a nice space. And we've got one more quote to round it out. Um, Also, in the words of Hank Green, we are all differently broken, semi-functional, rusted out love machines. And I think, I think that's just a nice thing. Yeah, that's how I, that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I'm semi-broken, but I'm definitely still a love machine. Wink. Wink. Can confirm you are a love machine. <laughs> Emma, would you like to give us a little brain swerve out on this one? What, what do you normally give do us... for the brain swerve out? Mm-hmm. Just, just, you, just that. That's just what you say. Brain sword out. Woo! Was that really the one that you wanted to go with? Yeah, was, was that... that was pretty good. I oh. really liked that. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was... you go. I asked the people for an outro, and yet it was decided. Brain sword out. It's funny, and if we make every out, if we make every guest we have say it, it's gonna be hilarious. I'm just gonna put it out there. That's gonna be really funny. We're sitting in a room together. <laughs> I'm also sitting in this room with them. There's three of us now. There's three of us in this room. Oh my gosh, I completely forgot to plug, so we totally have to include this. If you're interested in talking to us, you can find us on Twitter at BrainswervePod. Also, if you're interested in seeing Leona's stream, you can visit her on YouTube at Leona Silver. See her stream. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Thanks yes. for hanging out. Thank you all for having me on. Bye. 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 Friends were out.